This is Pastor Terry, and I want you to know that I am angry. I mean, I am really, really angry. I mean, I'm beyond angry. I am, I am mad. I'm steaming hot. And I just want to let everybody know that I, I mean, I'm about to fly off the handle here. Uh, not really. I'm just teasing. But hey, I, I wanted to do that because, uh, uh, I want to talk to you, this, talk to you this evening about anger. And, uh, you know, anger is something that we all deal with. And, uh, uh, you know, particularly over the past many months with everything that's been going on in our country and, you know, uh, the things that's, things that's been going on with the uh, economy and, and now in the political arena, you know, uh, I, just, I mean, there's just a, a lot of, uh, reason to be angry. And then, you know, and then of course, in just our everyday dealings with people, you know, people do things, uh, to make us angry. And, uh, it's just, it's just part of life dealing with anger. And so that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. Um, let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 26th verse. The Bible says to be angry and sin not. Now, uh, well, of course, as you, as you really understand that verse, the Bible is, is really not telling us to, to, to be angry or be angry all the time, but, but rather, you know, when we get angry, because all of us are going to get angry. I mean, we'll see that, you know, God, the Father, gets angry. Jesus himself, uh, you, you saw at times where he got angry. I mean, he got so angry at, you know, at the beginning of his public ministry when he, he made, he, he made a whip and cleaned the temple out. And then again, at the end of his public ministry, when he went back to the temple, he again, you know, he overturned the, uh, money changers table and all of that. He was angry. Uh, but, but the thing is that, you know, when the Heavenly Father gets angry, he never sins. When Jesus, you know, who, who is God, you know, the second member of the Trinity, when, when he got angry, you know, in the temple and, and, and at other times, you know, you could see where he'd get angry with the Pharisees and whatnot. Uh, he, he never sinned. So, you know, uh, and, and the Bible tells us here that when we get angry, we don't have to sin. I mean, it is inevitable that all of us are going to be angry. Now, you see how I opened up this, this, uh, teaching tonight. I mean, you saw the look on my face and the tone of my voice. And I mean, you know, it, it probably startled some of you thinking, what in the world's going on there? So you see, a lot of times we get like that. And, and, and listen, I've been that way for real, you know, where, where I wasn't joking, you know, I mean, at, at different, I mean, you try teaching junior high school, uh, like I did for, for several years, you're going to get angry and, and just, you know, but, you know, just dealing with people and in life, we're all going to get angry. It's just, it's a guaranteed fact, all right? But the thing of it is, and what the Bible's telling us, is that when we get angry, we we need to learn how to manage that anger so that we don't sin. 
being angry is not a sin, but the ways that we might react to that anger, that's where we can get over into sin. Uh, an example would be, would be, you know, uh, you know, I watched my mother <laughs> growing up trying to start the, <laughs> trying to, trying to start the lawnmower. And, uh, uh, sometimes that lawnmower wouldn't start. <laughs> and I mean, she'd get angry. I mean, she'd get, she'd get hot. I mean, <laughs> she had a few choice words for that lawnmower. Now I shouldn't laugh about it, you know, but, but the thing of it is she, she'd get angry. <laughs> and sometimes she, she, and I'm not making light of the sin, but sometimes, sometimes, well, of course, sometimes she'd sin when she'd have, have, uh, some choice words for that lawnmower. <laughs> and I've been there myself with the lawnmower. Believe you me. Uh, and I might have even had a choice word for it a time or two over the years, but, uh, let's, but anyway, but, but my mother, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you've ever tried to start a lawnmower, it wouldn't start. But the thing of it is, you know, after my mom would, would, uh, get angry and, and, act like she shouldn't have acted. She would, uh, she'd, you know, later she would say, you know, I shouldn't have acted that way. And, and, you know, I, you know, I, I've, I guess I really haven't ever, you know, I, I've never cussed at a lawnmower. I've wanted to, but, but I've, 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 I've kicked it a few times, you know, or when the weed eater wouldn't start, you know, uh, I, you know, my, <laughs> banging on the ground or something. Uh, I've got angry in sports. I've watched people get angry at sports because they were losing. And I've watched them, I've, I've watched grown men, you know, beat tennis rackets against the chain link, <laughs> against the chain link fence. I've watched grown men break golf clubs. or <laughs> I've watched grown men throw golf clubs into the lake. I watched one guy through his whole set of golf clubs, he hit a shot and it landed on the green and it, it drew back and came all the way off the green, went down in the water and he threw, he threw his whole set of, he got so angry, he threw his whole set of golf clubs in the water one club at a time. <laughs> and then his wife, he got home, he told his wife what he did. His wife made him go back and go in that lake and get all those golf clubs out. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I'm laughing here, but you know, and I'd get angry too if I hit a ball on the green and it drew back off the green, went down in the water. But you see that getting angry, that's not the sin. It's throwing the golf clubs in the water one at a time, you know, or beating the golf club on the ground or breaking it over your knee or, or beating the tennis racket again. I've seen people break tennis rackets out of anger. You can see that on television. Some of those top pros, I've watched them break rackets and, 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 you know, in baseball, you've seen, you know, like Billy Martin, he was a, a manager of the, uh, I guess the, uh, Yankees. I'd watch him come out. He'd get so angry at the umpires. He'd come out and just kick dust, you know, uh, dirt on their, on their shoes and whatnot. You know, so, so, you know, we all get angry. Okay. But, you know, after, but, but the key is, is to sin not, to not sin when we do. I know, you know, after I've, after I've, you know, beat up on a lawnmower. <laughs> or something that wouldn't start or whatever, you know, and I've beat my 
golf club in the ground a time or two over the years, or I've, you know, I've, I've beat a tennis racket on the ground maybe once or twice, maybe more than that. But it's never done me any good. That reaction to that anger has never done us, done me any good. So here's the thing. We all get angry. Okay. That's not the sin. The sin is when we start cussing or when we, you know, start beating things or we start yelling at people, you know, those sorts of things are, 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 you know, uh, getting in a fight with people. I mean, think about the road rage that, that, that has been going on, uh, you know, over the last many years. I mean, people get angry on the roads and, and they wind up, you know, I heard of one just recently where not far from where I live that, that somebody uh, up on Highway 30 got angry with, uh, someone else and they pulled into the Walgreens and, you know, they, they got in a fight or something or other, you know, and, and of course people have got shot and killed over road rage. So, you know, I've had people cut me off in traffic and, and you probably have too, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, that's going to happen and it, and we're going to get angry. That's, that's just part of being human, but, but we don't have to, you know, follow that person down and, you know, and, and follow them to wherever they're going. And, uh, you know, when they get out of the car, you know, give them a piece of our mind or, or worse. And you never know you're, you do that. You liable, they're liable to pull out a gun and shoot you. I mean, so, you see that anger can lead to all sorts of unsavory things. So not a sin to get angry, but it is a sin to react negatively to that anger. Uh, you know, I think, I think about the Incredible Hulk. I don't know if you ever watched it back in, I guess it was the late seventies, Bill Bixby. He played uh, the Incredible Hulk and, and, uh, I like the one statement that he made. I used to say this to my students when I taught junior high. It used to freak them out. I'd go in there and I'd say, and here's what Bill Bixby would say, because see, when the Incredible Hulk, Bill Bixby, when he'd get angry, he'd turn into the Incredible Hulk, who was played by Lou Ferrigno, who was a, a bodybuilder and all of that. And, you know, it, he, he was gr painted green and all of that. But anyway, I'd tell my students what Bill Bixby, <laughs> told that one guy, he said, he said, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So I, so I think about, I talk about anger. I think about the incredible Hulk and I think about that statement, but you know, it, it, it's true. You make some people angry. You wouldn't like them when they're angry, you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, so, so, so what I want to talk to you about is how do we manage this anger so that we don't sin when we get angry? Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's, uh, let's go to Exodus 32, 19. I got to telling you stories there and I lost my place here. Let me get back to it. Uh, let's see. Exodus 32, 19. Uh, it's, you know, it's very easy. To break God's commands when we're angry. And we need to realize that. Here in Exodus 32, 19. Now look at this. Now we're going to look at Moses. Now, now the Bible, the Bible says that Moses was the most meek man in all the earth. Now meek doesn't mean weak. It means he was, he was teachable, which means he was very humble. Okay. But you need to know, and a lot of people don't know this about Moses is Moses had a, had a temper issue. 
he really, really did. He, he, he'd get angry. He'd fly off the handle. And, uh, at times. And, and here's one of them in Exodus 32, 19. So it was as soon as he came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. You know, he was up getting the Ten Commandments and the people were down in the camp and they made the golden calf. And when he comes down, he sees them worshiping that calf and dancing and so forth. And look at here, Exodus 32, 19. So Moses's anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Okay, so you say, well, that's a one-time incident, you know, where he just got angry there and but but we see it again in his life and, and and but 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 there you see he had an anger situation he got angry now the sin wasn't him being angry it's when he he you know think about this think now think think about it. now this is really good I, I don't think I've ever said this before in my life listen to this Moses was holding the Ten Commandments he got angry that wasn't the sin but when he threw them down and broke them. Now, now think about it. What did anger cause Moses to, oh, this is good. What did anger cause Moses to do? It caused him to break the Ten Commandments. Wow. Wow, man, that is, wow, that's good. I don't, I, I, I never said that before. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before. That, that's really good. That's good stuff there. I got that off the Holy Ghost just right there. Anger, if we if we don't react to it properly, will cause us to break the Ten Commandments. So that's, that was worth tuning in just to get that. But but it's true. If we don't handle anger properly, it'll cause us to break God's commands. So so uh, but but let's look at another time. Now I'm just going to summarize this for you. Uh, when uh, Moses, uh. They, they came and the people were grumbling and complaining and he had to deal. I mean, he had a lot of justification, Moses did, for being angry because, you know, God did some of the greatest signs ever known to man through Moses and, and the people saw all of that. You know, the, t- the ten plagues and the parting of the Red Sea and then, you know, the, 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 the manna and the quail and the water out of the rock and all of that. And the, see the first, but, and, and they still grumbled and complained. The people did, and, and and they would oppose Moses and and all of that. So he had a lot of reason to be angry, but uh, it's when he reacted negatively to that anger is when it when it it cost him. And I'm thinking about now the time when, remember the first time God told him to strike the rock and he, he struck the rock and water came out. But then there was a time uh, many, many years later where the people again were grumbling and complaining they wanted they needed water and and God uh 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 told him the second time God first time told him to strike the rock and that was a type of of, of Jesus being uh, struck on Calvary and all of that but then the second time years later God told Moses not to strike the rock when the people needed water you know and the water came out of the rock he told him not to strike it later on he told him to speak to it okay but you can go look this up and read it for yourself in your bible god told him to speak to the rock first time he told him to strike the rock okay and moses struck it water came out but some years later many years later god told him to speak to the rock but because of the people's grumbling and complaining moses got 
angry. And in that anger, he smote that rock. He hit it the second time. Well, the Bible's clear. Jesus only needs to be smitten once, all right, or smote once on Calvary. And, and, and when Moses struck the rock the second time, it messed up one of God's greatest symbols in all of the Bible. And uh, you see what anger can do. Anger, Moses reacting negatively to that anger, not to anger, but the, the negative reaction, Moses messed up one of the greatest symbols in all of the Bible. See, again, Jesus is, the Bible tells us, New Testament, that Christ was the rock. You know, the rock was symbolic of Christ. When Moses struck the rock the first time, it was symbolic of Jesus being smitten on Calvary, you know, once and for all. But then when Moses struck the rock the second time, see, Jesus doesn't need to be smitten a second time or struck only one time. But when Moses struck that rock the second time, it messed up one of God's greatest symbols, you know, typologies or whatever you want to call it in all the Bible. And, uh, and, and, and here's the point. Moses, you see, he got angry. He had an anger issue. Instead of speaking to the rock like God told him to, he smote it in anger and messed up one of God's greatest symbols in the Bible. But here's the thing. It cost Moses. Go study it. It cost him. And you know what? It cost him. As a result of that, he was not able to enter in to the promised land. In fact, the very thing God called him to do was to lead the people out of Egypt, the Israelites out of Egyptian bondage into the promised land. Moses got right, he got to go right up to it, but because he reacted negatively in anger, the anger wasn't the sin, it was the way he reacted to it. It cost him the ultimate thing that God wanted for him was for him to go into that promised land. And he, he, he didn't get to go in there, uh, as a result of it. Now, of course, Moses did not lose his salvation. He didn't lose his salvation. In fact, God, the only man in the Bible that I see that, that God, that God actually buried him in himself. And you see him again in the, in the New Testament. I mean, Moses' spirit is just fine. He did not go to hell over it. Not at all. But it cost him here in, in, in his life. He didn't, think about this. He didn't get to finish the plan that God had for his life. He didn't get to ultimately complete it. You know, if we don't react properly to anger, it'll cost us in the same way. There'll be things that God had for us that we'll never get to do because, you know, we're flying off the handle and, you know, we're, we're acting unbecomingly, you know, uh, and, and think about this. I just thought about this. I've watched, I've even watched ministers over the years that would, uh, you know, would, would get angry in, in front of people and, and, and would react negatively and start saying things they shouldn't have said or, 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 you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, maybe beaten, beaten, you know, pounding the desk or whatever. And, you know, just, just acting unbecomingly. And, and frankly, I mean, there's been a time or two where I, I got so angry at, at folks over the many years now, just, to, just once or twice where people were, you know, They'd come in for counseling and, and I'd talk to them, you know, so many times about an issue and they'd just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And, and, uh, you know, I, and I'm, if you know me, I'm pretty mild mannered, but they'd get me so angry because I'm trying to help them and they're not listening to it. You know, I might have slammed my, I might, 
I might have done that a time or two, you know. So I'm not saying that I'm any better than anybody else. And I've raised my voice here and there. And, you know, when I'm pushed to the point. Some, now, sometimes I do it just to try to get people's, you know, ultimately as a last resort to get people's attention. But, but you know, anger can push us. Anybody, including me, anybody. And so we have to watch it. If we don't react properly to it, you know, but here's what I was going to say is, is like I watch even ministers react negatively in anger and, and, and it, it hurts the people that see them do that. You get what I'm saying? I mean, and so I use an example of ministers, but you as a Christian out there, you may not be a minister, you know, where you stand behind the pulpit, but as a Christian, people know you, they know you're saved, they know you love the Lord, and they watch you act unbecomingly and, you know, start beating on, you know, beating on a lawnmower, whatever it is, you know, cussing at a lawnmower, you know, out in your yard when it won't start or whatever. You don't know who's, who's your neighbors watching you, you know? We, you know, it's not the anger that's the sin, but it's the way we react to it. And we re- react to it wrongly. Our neighbors or whoever's around us can see that and it can hurt our witness for Christ to them. See what I'm saying? So, so, but here with Moses, he struck the rock the second time. He wasn't supposed to do it. It was in anger. He was angry with the way the people were acting and it cost him. He didn't get to go into the promised land. Here, let's read, uh, 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 from Proverbs 14, 17, Proverbs 14, 17, listen to this. A quick tempered man acts foolishly. And Proverbs 29, 11. Now I usually always read out of the New King James. So if it's different than that, I'll tell you. But here in Proverbs 29, 11, it's the NIV. Listen to this. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. I mean, that's so good. We've got to read that again. Uh, well, well, let's read them both. Proverbs 14, 17, New King James says, a quick-tempered man acts foolishly. And Proverbs 29, 11, NIV says, New International Version says, a fool gives, a fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Have you ever heard anybody say, I just need to vent? I just need to vent. I just need to just, have you ever watched somebody vent? You know, in all honesty, I've vented a few times. Never did me any good. But, you know, oh, I just need to vent. Well, the Bible says a fool, a fool gives full vent to his anger. You know, and again, a quick tempered person acts foolishly. You know, in our, in our, you know, quick tempered. That means we're not handling our anger properly. It'll cause us to act foolishly. And a fool gives full vent to his anger. You know, well, I just got a vent. I got a vent. Well, the Bible says a, a, a fool gives full vent to his anger. But a wise man keeps himself under control. One of the hardest things to do is to keep your mouth and your actions under control when you're angry. And uh now, now here's the thing. The venting, now venting, when I say venting, I mean, that's, you know how I open this up with, you know, and just, now that's not good, you know, just get angry and just blowing off steam and saying things that we wish we wouldn't have said and that we're, we regret saying later and all that. See, that's not good. But let me tell you this, talking is good. Talking is good. 
Venting isn't, but talking is. I'll say more about that in a moment. But look at this here, James 1.19, James 1.19 NIV. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Well, that... That's, uh, that sums it up right there, doesn't it? Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Uh, now listen to this. Let me read from my notes. Uh, it is important, you know, listen to this. It is important to be a good listener to someone who is angry. See, see, venting is not good, but when you're angry, venting isn't good. Uh, when you're angry, venting isn't good. What I've found is best is when you're angry, just, just, just go to a neutral corner, you know, go to, you know, like in boxing, they'll tell the boxers, you know, when they're really out there going at it, you know, the referee will come in and say, go to your neutral corners and calm down a little bit, you know. So venting is not good, but when you're angry, when you're angry, what you need to do is you need to just go to the neutral corner, cool off, but it is important. Now listen to me. Don't vent. Go to the neutral. When you're angry, don't vent. Go to the neutral corner, cool off. And But then it is vitally important that you talk about what made you angry. Okay? Uh, because if you don't, What's going to happen is you're, that's all going to bottle, it's all going to get bottlenecked up on the inside of you. And if you just, you know, you're dealing with situations and you get angry and you never talk to anybody about it. You get angry and you never talk to anybody about it. That goes on week after week, week, month after month, year after year. That anger gets built up inside of you. And then eventually somewhere that, you know, like a pressure cooker, you know, somewhere <laughs> lid's going to come off and then you will you know, blow up and, and, uh, and, and that's, those things are never good. And that happens a lot between a husband and a wife. You know, they'll, they, they won't express their, their, they, they won't talk. A lot of times husbands and wives will get angry and they'll go after each other, you know, and they say things to each other in those times that, that, that they regret. And, uh, and you know, our words can be just as damaging a lot of time as our fists. So, but I've watched couples, you know, over the years, you know, they'll go at each other verbally and, and afterwards they've said things that they wish they'd never said. They vent at one another, but it's best for them to go to their neutral corners, cool off, and then come back at a later time. And when I say later, not a lot later either. The Bible says, let's not let the sun go down on our anger, but get together when you've cooled off and then talk about about uh, what's made you angry, you know, that that is very important. That is what my wife and I have learned to do over the years, you know, because we, we've had our arguments, you know, we, we, and it's 99%, okay, 99.99% of the time, it's my fault, and it is. I, if you look at her and me, it's mostly when we've ever argued, it's been my fault. But But here's the thing. Like with her and me, I'm more, I'm going to say what I have to say. And she's more not going to say what she has to say. And so what we've learned to do when we get angry is cool off. And then I need to say what I have to say 
but I don't need to go on and on and on and on. And then she's learned that she needs to express what's on the inside of her and get that out uh, so that, you know, it doesn't build up and then down the road, you know, it poof, there's like the lid coming off a pressure cooker. And so I've watched that in a lot of marriages. You know, my wife and I, we've learned to manage our anger in our marriage because every couple has anger issues. They just do. And, but we've learned to manage it over the years. And, uh, but, but, you know, a lot of couples don't learn to manage it. And, and most of, most of those wind up a lot of times in divorce. It's sad, isn't it? So, so it's important not to vent when we're angry, but rather go, go to the neutral corner, cool off. And then, and then eventually, and, and again, before the Bible says, before the sun goes down, you know, you know, talk it out, talk it out. Uh, and, and here in my notes, it's important to be a good listener to someone who is angry. So, so just know that about people, you know, maybe you, you're, maybe, you know, you know, somebody that has an anger issue or, uh, uh, they don't handle their anger properly. What you need to do, be sure that you're a good listener. Sometimes folks just need not to vent it, but they need to talk it. That talking is a good thing. They need to talk that, that those issues out. So be a good listener for somebody. But, but, uh, but here's the thing. If you're dealing with anger issues, find somebody that you can talk to when you're angry and somebody that will sit and listen to you. And, uh, cause it is important. Again, I want to say it not to vent when we're angry, but to, 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 to talk and get, get that, that, that those things on the inside of us get, get them out of us so that down the road somewhere we don't blow up and, you know, cause a scene and, all of that, say things, do things we wish we, we, we hadn't have, uh, said. Just reading from my notes. Anger can cause us to clam up and not, you know, express how we feel. And when we clam up, it, it often leads to us blowing up later on. So, so I've already said, said what I need to say about that. Uh, I think it's been helpful to you. Uh, I do want to read this here. Oh, listen, some people bottle up their anger inside. They let it build into bitterness and grudges. Think about that. And they may not say anything, but their hearts get filled up with anger and malice. And so you can see here that it's important that when you're angry, the moment that you want to vent, you don't, you cool off. And then, whether it's with your spouse or whoever, whoever it is, you know, uh, get with somebody and talk, talk to them. Um, you know, it'd be nice if you could get together with that person that you're angry with and talk to them after you, you've both cooled off. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, you know, the person you're angry with, they won't talk or they don't want to talk. You know, they, they, they just, they're not, they're not going to talk to you. Well, that's unfortunate. So here's what you do. I mean, you find, you, you find yourself someone you can talk to, 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 you know, express how you feel, even though you can't talk maybe to the person that's made you angry or the people who've made you angry because, because they won't talk or, you know, they're being stubborn or whatever. Well, find somebody you can talk to because it is important, again, not to vent your anger, but to talk it out after you've cooled off. Look at this. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is very good here. Let's go to Exodus 32. 
Exodus 32. I'm going to read these verses in the NIV. And, uh, you know, you know, it's interesting as you study, uh, God and Moses, uh, you know, and the people of Israel, it seems like God sometimes would get angry with the people of Israel. But when he was angry, Moses wasn't angry at him. And other times Moses would be angry with him, but, but God wasn't. And, and you see that Moses and God had a dialogue and they talked to one another and, uh, you know, calm one another down, uh, before, you know, they enacted on Israel. And, uh, uh, as you study the, the, the 40 years, you know, in the wilderness and, uh, uh, it's good that, you know, I heard a preacher say this one time. It's so good. He said, it's good that Moses and God never got angry at the Israelites at the same time. <laughs> That is good because it got wiped off the face of the earth. Anyway, but it is true. Uh, but look right here. Uh, this was a time when God, now think about this, God got angry with the children of Israel. Okay. Now let's, let's look at this. Exodus 32 verse nine. Now, now this was in the, in the setting of the worshiping of the golden calf. Now here's what God says to Moses. He says, I have seen these people, the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, they're, they're a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone. Now this is God speaking to Moses. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. See, we're created in the likeness and image of God. You know, we act the same way God was acting here, you know. So leave me alone, Moses. Here's what God said. Leave me alone that my anger may burn against them that I may destroy them. Then I'll make of you, Moses, a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God, and he said, O Lord, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn, from your fierce anger. Now this is Moses talking to God. Turn from your fierce anger, relent and do nothing and do not bring disaster on your people. And then he says, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by, by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky and I'll give your descendants all this land I promised them and it will be their inheritance forever. So that's what Moses says to God. Then look at verse 14. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. So see what happened. Moses talked, talked God out of it, talked him down, talked him out of it. He was angry with the people. God was, and he was going to destroy them. Now, you know, God is not going to sin. He's never going to sin. That's not the issue here. The issue that I want you to see here is that God, think about it, God, uh, uh, how do I want to say this? God talked to Moses, Moses, well, Moses talked to God and, uh, and got, got God not to, uh, destroy the people. What, what's my point here? My point, the point is God is never going to do anything that's going to be sinful. But the point is, is God got angry? And Moses was there to talk to God. And as a result, God did not destroy the people. Point is, you see how important it is to have someone to talk to when we're angry. 
okay? And uh, if that's true for God, how much more is it true for us, okay? And, uh, and, and so think about that. Uh, it, it's also interesting, uh, sometimes people, now, now as I close this up, I'm going to go on about 10, 12 more minutes, uh, but here's the thing. Sometimes people get angry with God. So let's close this up by talking about that. Sometimes people get angry with God. Uh, now in Genesis 4 verse 4, talk about Cain and Abel. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry. Now Cain's angry. He's angry with the Lord. He's angry with his brother. Okay. And his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? So, uh, so the Lord's talking with Cain here. See, it's important to talk. And he says, why are you angry? Now, God knew why he was angry. It's when God asks people questions, it's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. It's like when he asked <clears throat> Adam. After Adam sinned in the garden, you know, he said, Adam, where are you? Well, God knew where he was. He wasn't asking the question for his benefit. He was asking it for Adam's benefit to get him to think about what he had done. Well, same thing. Excuse me. Same thing is true here with Cain. He said, uh, why are you angry? You know, that's a good question. When we're, when we're angry, somebody asks us, why are we angry? Why are we? Let me ask you today. Why are you angry? Why are you angry? And God says to Cain, why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, uh, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door. See, if we don't handle our anger properly, sin lies at the door. We're going to get into sin. And it's, and it, 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 it's, then he said, sin has desire for you. You should rule over it. But now watch verse eight. It says, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Now, if you just read that, that word talk there, it just, it sounds like they're just having a conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sounds like they're having a conversation, which, which is good. It's there, looks like they're doing what, what, uh, uh, what I've been recommending. But that word talked in the Hebrew, it doesn't mean to have a conversation. What it means is Cain called his brother out. He says, Hey, come here. So they weren't having a, a conversation. He said, Hey, come here. Come out here in the field. And uh, so he talked with his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Now you think about that. Now, it starts off with, with an offering. Cain brings an offering. It wasn't given in faith. It wasn't his first and his best and all of that. It wasn't acceptable to the Lord. Abel did what was right. He brought the first and the best to the Lord and all of that. God accepted Abel's offering, not Cain's. Cain gets angry. He gets angry with God. He gets angry with his brother. He's angry. God's trying to talk to him. He's not, uh, Cain is not, uh, you know, going along with it. He's angry. And, and so the sin there is not the anger, but, but, you know, where's the sin? He reacted and think about it. He killed his brother. See, you know, we talk about beating on a, on a, on a lawnmower or having choice words for a lawnmower. But see, look what anger can do. You know, as bad as kicking a lawnmower is, think about killing somebody. That's where, that's where murder, uh, uh, comes from. It comes out of anger. 
You understand what I'm saying? And so Cain did not manage his anger properly. He should have talked to the Lord. When the Lord wanted to talk, he should have talked to him, thought about why am I angry? Okay, I'm angry because you didn't accept my offering. Well, Lord, why didn't you accept my offering? Well, because I didn't give in faith. It wasn't my first and my best. Okay, I repent. Lord, I'm going to go get my first and my best. I'm going to offer it to you in faith. God would have accepted it, and that would have been the end of it. You know, and if he had just talked, I want to say that again. If he did, Lord said, why are you angry? Well, Lord, I'm angry because you didn't accept my offering. Well, why didn't you accept it? Well, it wasn't your first or your best. It wasn't given in faith and all of that. God would have said back to him, I'm convinced. And then, and then Cain would have repented, made it right and see that conversation. It could have all wound up where Abel wouldn't have got murdered because Cain would have used that talking process to, to get to the bottom of what the problem was and he could have understood it and then corrected it. That's what should have happened. But he just burned on in anger. And look how it resulted. He killed his brother. So uh, let me read from my notes. If you're angry about something or you're angry at someone, I want to say this again. Find someone to talk to about it. Talk to God about it. Uh, talk to someone you trust about it. You know, it'd be nice, like I said earlier, if you could talk to the person that, that, you know, you're angry with, but a lot of times those folks won't talk to you, you know, so, but find, talk to them if you can after you've all cooled off, but if not, find somebody you can talk to. And of course, God is fantastic. You can't get better than talking to God, but also, it's also good, I think, to find someone you trust and talk to them as well. Uh, and then again, read from my notes here. Uh, uh, let me just read this because I don't want to miss anything good here. If you're angry about something or at someone, find someone to talk to about it. God or someone you trust, even if it's a person you're angry with, as long as you are at a place and they are at a place where it does not escalate. Okay. So, and if you are angry at someone, it is prudent to wait to talk to them until you can approach them without escalation. And so I've said all that. I want to read from my notes because sometimes I, I think I've said something, I skip over it. And then after I turn this thing off, I, oh no, I should have said that. So that's why I wanted to get this in now. Uh, uh, but I'd already said that to you. So, but repetition is a seed of learning. So, okay. So also too, here, here's, here's where I want to close with now is so, so Cain was not, well, he was angry with the Lord and with his brother, but now, you know, David, the, the, the sweet Psalmist of Israel, did you know that he got angry with the Lord? There's a lot of people angry with the Lord. They're, they're just, are. I've been pastoring a long time and uh, I've learned this. There's a lot of people angry with the Lord. And just as honest and I can, as I can be, I've been angry with the Lord over the years at times, over things. Think we have The thing we have to remember is, is that God has never done anything wrong. So, any anger, any anger towards the Lord is always unjustified. God is perfect. He's never done anything wrong. So if we're angry at him, our angry, our anger is not justified. And, and the thing of it is, as I've learned over the years, when I've gotten angry with the Lord, you know, as time went on and I got to see things, you know, on certain issues, I'd get to see things from his perspective or why he did what he did or why he didn't do what, what I wanted him to and those sorts of things. When I really get down the road from it a ways and I see, you know, why that situation happened the way it did, then, 
you know, I, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been angry. I shouldn't have been angry with you. I, 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 I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been angry with you. Uh, uh, you know, but, but a lot of times, you know, something happens, you know, there'll be some, some tragic thing, a loss of a loved one or whatever the case it is. And we, you know, loss of a job, whatever. We get mad at God, angry at God. Well, God could have stopped it this, that, or the other. But I tell you what, you know, God's never done anything wrong. So you get down the road a ways, you'll see it. God, God was not, he wasn't at fault. And, and a lot of times, People blame God for things that God didn't do. A lot of times people will blame God for things the devil did. A lot of times people will blame God for things the person, you know, they goofed up, they messed up somewhere, and now they're reaping what they've sowed, but yet they get mad at God because they think God should come in and do a certain thing. And a lot of times that we're just reaping something we've sowed or, and also you got to remember we live in a fallen world and bad things happen, you know, and God's not the fault of it at all. So watch your anger towards the Lord. You, you really need to watch that. Uh, because I tell you what, if you don't, it can cost you. Now, let me, let me just say this. David, the, the sweet psalmist of Israel, King David, there were times that he got angry with the Lord. And, uh, uh, and throughout the Psalms, he expresses his anger and frustration with God from time to time, but he doesn't let his anger get in the way of his relationship with God. See, a lot of times people get angry with the Lord and they let that anger get in the way of their relationship with him. Or their, I should say it this way, their fellowship with him. You know, it's not a matter of they lose their salvation or anything like that, but, but they get angry with the Lord and they, they lose their, their close fellowship with it, with him. I've watched a lot of people do that. And that's time or two that's happened to me over the years. I got angry with the Lord and, you know, it, it, the fellowship between him and me wasn't as close as it needed to be for a while until I saw, you know, there was, my anger wasn't justified and I had to repent and I did. And then you get that close fellowship back with him. Isn't he good? He always will renew that fellowship. That, that's, that's, he's a wonderful God. And, uh, uh, but here, let me read this again. Throughout the Psalms, David expresses his anger and frustration with God from time to time, but he doesn't let his anger get in the way of his relationship with God. And just as much as, uh, as, and just as much as, uh, as, well, what I'm trying to say is he'd get angry with the Lord but he wouldn't let it get in the, my notes weren't, <laughs> I could have done better on my notes here. Let me just put it in my own words. He, he, he'd get angry with the Lord, but, uh, but instead of letting that anger cause distance between him and the Lord, David would let that anger, uh, he learned how to manage it so it brought him closer to the Lord. Let me just read a couple of examples. Look at Psalm 13, uh, first six verses. David says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? In other words, he's saying, why don't you do something about my enemies? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes. See, we need to, when we're angry with the Lord, we need our eyes to be enlightened. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say that I prevailed against him, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. 
My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. See, that's just it. You can see David started out angry with the Lord. But as he went along, he started thinking about all the good things about the Lord. And, and so, yes, he was angry, but he didn't let that anger separate him from God. What he, what he did is he just asked God to open his eyes of his understanding so he could really understand the situation. And then after that, he, 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 he listed the, you know, started listing the, all the wonderful things about the Lord. And, and, and as a result, that anger situation, instead of letting it drive him away from the Lord, it, 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 He's, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see, you know, and then, and then he started praising God for all the wonderful attributes of the Lord that, that the Lord has. And it brought him that anger situation, which could have driven him away from God, brought him closer to God. So if you're angry at the Lord, ask God to enlighten your eyes. And remember, God hasn't done anything wrong. Ask him to enlighten your eyes and then look at all the good things God has done for you, you know, and, and, and all the, the, the wonderful blessings that he's bestowed on you. And, and, and all of a sudden, instead of letting anger, uh, uh, separate you from the Lord, you'll, you'll, you'll start praising him and you'll find yourself actually closer to him in the end. Uh, here David says in Psalm 35 verse 17, Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue. See, Lord, how long are you going to just sit there and look on? My enemies are coming at me and you don't look like you're doing anything. See that? David was there too. I've been there too. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from uh, their destructions, my, my precious life from the lions. But then look at verse 18. He said, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. See, so anger, he didn't allow it to separate him from the Lord, but he started praising God for the wonderful things that God does and, and who he is, and it brought him closer to the Lord. Look at Psalm 42, verse 9. Uh, I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? <laughs> have you ever been there, think God's forgotten you? Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? So I think we've all been there too where the enemies are coming at us and questioning us and, you know, you're serving God, but it doesn't look like your God's coming through for you and all of that. I think we've all been there at one time or another. But then verse 11, David said, why are you cast down on my soul? So David, he starts talking to himself. I guess if you can't find anybody else to talk to, you know, another person, you know, talk to yourself. And he says, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And then he says, he says, hope in God. So he's talking to himself. He says, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my, the help of my countenance and my God. So he starts talking to himself and, and, he, and he says, hey, you know, stop being angry. Hope in God. If you're out there and you're angry with the Lord, hey, just stop all that and just Hope in God and, and trust in Him and, and hey, He's, God's not done you any wrong. Anything He's ever done has been trying to help you, okay? So you need to understand that if you've been angry with Him, if you've been distant from Him, repent, repent and just, just tell Him you're sorry and He'll accept you right back into that, that close fellowship and not talking about a salvation or losing of salvation, not talking about that. But you know, it's possible to get distant from the Lord. Just repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I was angry at you. 
I, you know, you didn't deserve my anger. I'm sorry. I, please forgive me. And he'll, he'll accept you right back into close fellowship with him. And that's what David did. And, uh, and, and like David, instead of letting your anger block God, use your anger to motivate you to praise God. Uh, anger with God can lead to a closer relationship with him if you manage your anger properly. Um, let's see here. Uh, deal with, yeah, I'm reading my notes here. Uh, deal with anger in its infancy, whether it's, if you're angry with the Lord, whoever it is, deal with anger in its infancy before it grows into something really harmful to you. It's like a cancer. If a cancer is caught early, it can most of the time be dealt with and when it's in that smaller stage. So if you're angry with the Lord, uh, catch it before it gets too far along when it's in its infancy stage and, uh, and, and, uh, before it has a chance to lodge in your, in your spirit, in your heart and cause bitterness and, 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 and I've watched some people, they didn't deal with anger against the Lord or other people early on and they let that thing grow like a cancer and now years have come and gone and they're so, they're so cold and hard towards a person or towards their spouse or towards the Lord that it's, that situation is, is almost irreparable. It can be repaired, but almost irreparable. So deal with anger in its infancy. So again, remember Ephesians. And, and you know, I want to say this about the Lord. The, the Lord is slow to anger. So let's don't ever forget that. He is very slow to anger. So let's be like him. So so here, let's finish by, by reading Ephesians 4.26. Be angry and do not sin. We read that earlier. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath or on your anger. Nor give place to the devil. See, when we react wrongly to our anger, we're giving place to the devil. It allows the devil to come in and cause us to, you know, incite us to say things, do things that we shouldn't, shouldn't do, that we'll regret later. So don't give any place to the devil. And then verse 31 here in Ephesians 4 says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So, uh, put anger, put, put anger. What he's talking about here is, I'm convinced it's the, the negative reaction to anger because we're all going to get angry. It's that negative reaction. And this is be kind to one, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, hey, if you're angry at somebody, I want to tell you the best thing you can do is just forgive them. Just forgive them. I talked about forgiveness a few weeks ago. Just, just let it go. Just forgive them. And really, in the end, if you don't let that anger go, it's just going to hurt you. It's not really going to hurt them at all. You know, most of the people I've been angry at over the years, they didn't even really even know I was angry. And it didn't hurt them at all. It just it just wound up hurting me. So just let anger go. And let's, uh, let's forgive folks. Let's walk in love. So hey, uh, if you get angry, okay, but don't sin. Hey, I hope this helped you tonight. And I want you to know I love you. I appreciate you. Don't forget, Pastor Diane, I, I think she's going to be doing a, her, her teaching this Friday. I, I think she, is, she, she may be taking the week off. I'm not sure. But either way, you can check in and, and see. And then I'll be back at Summit Church Sunday at 10 with the continuing healing crusade of Jesus. All right? Boy, we're learning a lot on Sunday morning. So, hey, thanks for joining me in this Wednesday evening Bible study. And, uh, and uh, uh, so I'm not going to sign out angry because I'm not angry. I, but, 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 uh, I hope my 
intro there caught your attention. Okay, hey, I love you all. All right, see you next time. Bye-bye.